Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Thongs, unhealthy crash diets, cock rings, and corrupt corporations who lure all the gays in with their logo wrapped in a rainbow. What does all this mean? Oh shit, it's June. Happy Pride Month! The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Do you like drunk sex or do you like sober sex? Picture this. You meet up with a group of friends out at a bar and they actually have several other friends with them that you up to this point have never met and you all start to mingle and get to know one another and as you have drink after drink after drink after drink you finally find yourself drunk horny and going home with one of the guys that you didn't know up to this point and having hot passionate drunk porn star style sex and you guys it's one of those situations where you're doing that gay walk of shame home the very next day and in your head you're already just on cloud nine it was the most amazing sexual encounter ever the guy was cute everything worked the way it was supposed to you just pictured that sex back and replayed and just pretended like it was reels from a porn and it felt like just that And you already start planning your fucking wedding cake flavor, your groomsmen, the seating arrangements for the reception, all of it. And you just have to see this guy again. But then what ends up happening is you actually, weeks later, meet up with the same guy. And this time, you're actually sober. But what ends up happening when the two of you have sex in this moment is you realize that maybe, just maybe, the sex was so good because you were so fucking drunk. And as he sits there and tries to penetrate your ass and you realize that it's just not flowing in the way that it should be and you just want to get out of there so bad. And as you do that sober gay walk of shame home in that moment, you realize that maybe, just maybe, the sex was so good only because you were so fucked up. So sit back, relax, put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's conduct for the third time on the show, a social experiment where I actually seek three different guys out on Grindr and have sex with each one of them drunk and then have sex with each one of them sober. And let's just see if this theory is correct.
You are now listening to My Gay Expose Podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host. Popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder grid. And this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here. And welcome back to the show that actually is the mere definition of the drunkest and sloppiest sex in the podcast world. My Gay Expose podcast. And on this week's expose, I am so excited about this, you guys. And I've been planning this one for fucking weeks, seeking out three specific guys to have drunk sex and then revisit with each one of them having sober sex and seeing if maybe, just maybe, that that drunk porn star sex that you think that you're having in your mind really maybe just is as mediocre as the sober sex. And this week on the Your Gay Expose segment, I reached out to a few of my friends as well as you, the listeners, and asked your opinion on the subject. Like, what do you prefer? Drunk sex or sober sex? And tell me why. But first, before we actually take three or four different shots and hope that it all seeps in before you show up to that hookup's door, first, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to Reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over or just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't fully understand, I didn't fully understand, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. All right, you guys, confession time. So I actually made two mistakes last week, two kind of big mistakes last week. And truth be told, I'm a little bit embarrassed. Well, first of all, I caught this one on my own. Nobody actually pointed this out to me. Well, at least yet. But I mistakenly, in last week's episode, okay, so in last week's expose, I did, it was the double down on that legendary snatch where I talked about, my thoughts on the RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7 All-Winner Season cast. And when I was going through the motions of like talking about each one of the Queen's Snatch Game characters, I mistakenly said Diana Vreeland for Raja's character. So, I, <laughs> okay, re-expose time. So sorry, it's Diana Vreeland. So I actually caught that one. But this second one, you guys actually came for me and multiple people actually came for me and one specific person wasn't very polite in this um 
accusation of what I did. So allow me to explain. Now, when I explained Monet's Monet exchange and her character in the Snatch Game, when I talked about her, you know, doing uh, Mike Tyson and then doing um, Martin Lawrence, I mistakenly said the name of the girl that... Okay, so let me explain really quick. Let me let me rewind. Rewind. Okay. So this is for all the kids out there because I know the kids don't know what Martin is. So it was a hit show in the 90s. It was Martin Lawrence. He was a huge comedian at the time. And the show basically was around him and some of his friends or some shit like that. And he actually did, in drag, played a character and her name was, wait for it, Shanene. So on the expose, I accidentally said Lakeisha. So my bad. So sorry. I <laughs> And I can kind of see how some of you might actually think that this is, this is a bigger deal than it actually is. But I assure you, it was a full-on innocent mistake. I didn't mean to ruffle anybody's feathers. And Martin Lawrence played the character known as Shanene. <laughs> so I'm a little embarrassed for that. But, you know, you guys, honestly... I just full-on freestyle this, like, without notes, without bullet points, without reading any script, nothing. This is just everything that is coming from my corrupt mind. Straight to you, (laughs) the listeners. And maybe that's why this show has become so successful. So, please forgive me. It was not meant to be malicious for those of you who think it might be. And if you do think that I was trying to be malicious or somehow trying to get myself canceled, then maybe this isn't the show for you. So fuck off. (laughs) Oh, God. And one last thing before we go. So also in last week's expose, in the re-expose segment, I touched on when I was kind of talking about, you know, dealing with Karens in the restaurant that I run, uh, this scenario that happened after I published that specific restaurant episode where... I kind of recapped a woman coming in acknowledging that she knew and saw that on the whiteboard we don't seat incomplete parties. But she walked in and stated she knew that we didn't seat incomplete parties, but her and her husband were going to sit and wait and have coffee for the other two people that were going to join them. And then when I said no, she couldn't, then she suddenly changed her tune to, oh, okay, so then it's two. So this is the point I wanted to make because when I was telling the story last week, I kind of feel like I this point got lost in translation. So she literally, it was very much a situation where she said, hi for four. And then I said, okay, is everybody now here? And then she said, oh no, two of them are on the way, but we're just going to sit and have coffee. Even though I see that it says on your whiteboard out front that you don't see the incomplete parties, but we're just going to sit and wait for them and have coffee. And I kind of just, she she was very like, she was like commanding me. She was telling me with attitude what she was going to do. And so therefore, I got a little aggressive with her and said, absolutely not. We don't seat incomplete parties. You're just going to have to wait like everybody else does for the rest of your guests. And then she looked at me and said, okay, then we're two. It, it was that blatant, you guys. So this is the reason why I was calling her Karen. I feel like that specific point was lost in translation. So basically the end of the story is, is that she made this scene at the end where she tried to tell me at the end of her dining experience that 
I, I just want to let you know that I, I didn't know if that the other two people were going to come. I honestly didn't know. And I looked at her and I said, no, you actually walked in and said you knew that four people were coming. And then when I said, okay, you can't sit down because the other two aren't here. Then you were like, okay, then we're two. Like, that's what you did. So don't try to sit here and sugarcoat like an apology or some kind of a half-ass apology. I don't give a fuck. Bye, Karen. Have a nice day. See you later. And it was very that. And the two customers that like witnessed the whole thing just started laughing because they could just see how fucking crazy this bitch was. So it was very that. So I hope that like helped re-expose just a little bit more clarification on exactly how much of basically a cunt she was because I sort of feel like I was telling the story and it didn't really show the magnitude of how much of a bitch that this woman actually was and how she was acting and misbehaving. And basically the premise of the story is Ronnie Washburn does not tolerate Karens at all whatsoever, period. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation, it just so happens to have a drunk versus sober sex themed undertone. First, let's get your gay expose. And this week, the question was asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners. What is your preference? Drunk sex or sober sex? And Tell me why you picked the one that you selected. So let's get all of those responses now. Michael says, that's a great question. I think we all might think that drunk sex is a little bit better because after all, Our endorphins are enhanced from the alcohol. But on the other hand, sober sex is really great too. So honestly, I just like sex, drunk or sober. (laughs) Peter says, sober, so that I can actually remember having sex. Because every time I have sex drunk, I just wake up next to somebody that I don't remember. And well, I think you actually know all about that. (laughs) Oh my God, this bitch. (laughs) Daniel says, I prefer drunk sex when they're ugly and sober sex when they're hot as fuck. (laughs) Oh girl, I can attest to that shit for fucking sure. But don't we all? (laughs) And Daniel continues, But actually, I prefer sex sober so I can perform my best when I'm a top. A little Mary Jane, by the way, never hurt anyone. Kyle says, I think I'd probably have to go with sober sex because every time I'm drunk, I'm so blacked out that I don't even remember. And I just feel so regret filled the next day. Abraham says, sober because after all. Does anybody remember anything drunk? (laughs) Oh, God, I love this bitch. Spoken like a true San Franciscan. Keshev says, drunk. I'm a laughing drunk. 
and they also laugh during sex. So it all goes hand in hand. Plus, it helps me bottom easier as I'm more relaxed. Laughing during sex? (laughs) Tell me more. (laughs) Helen says, sober tends to be more memorable and intimate. Well, at least (laughs) sober-ish. I actually, this is actually my favorite answer because you don't have to be drunk. You can just have a couple of drinks to loosen it up a little bit. (laughs) Kevin says, I love sex Period. Drunk, sober, come one, come all. Kendra says, I used to think that drunk sex was always the best sex. But then, after a few times of waking up and rolling over and looking at the guy snoring next to me and gasping because I could not believe that I actually hooked up with that guy, I realized that sober sex is probably the way to go. My straight brother Ryan says, as follows. Buzz sex is the best, but between the two, I'd say drunk, only because that's when you find out what your partner is capable of, at least for me, because I'm down to try almost anything. You guys, I have to say, getting sex answers from your brother, <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm working on that. I'm working on it. It's fine. It's fine. We're okay. We're okay. It's fine. <laughs> But he probably thinks the same thing when he listens to this fucking show. Ugh. <laughs> Lori says, drunk sex when I'm insecure and sober sex when I'm trying to make a baby. Marvin says, my dad was an alcoholic. I prefer not to be around them in or out of bed, but drunk sex happens. But if I preferred that, I would be a lush been through that phase. Sergio says, I actually like both, but sometimes drunk sex can be so amazing while it's happening, but you might forget what happened and wake up not remembering the hot, mind-blowing sex. This has happened to me a couple of times. Sober sex gives you more passion and true connection, but if it's a random one-time hookup for me, I might not fully be into him or it and the sex can be mediocre, boring, and sad. A good balance brings all the good parts together. Just need to lose this gut so my energy doesn't burn out so quickly Quickly, when on the more sober side of things. First of all, Sergio, quit with the losing the gut. You don't need, you don't even have a gut. So shut the fuck up. We've had sex so many times, so there's no... (laughs) It's so funny because Sergio almost always busts me out. Every time I ask him a question for the show, like, he'll bring up that he and I have had sex because of whatever XYZ. But this time, I flipped the script, and I told my truth about having sex with Sergio. (laughs) Oh, God. Hamish says, you've met me, L-O. L. (laughs) So he's not wrong. Actually, every single time that Hamish and I have actually hung out, we've both been very, very, very drunk. Actually, I don't even think I've ever hung out with him sober. Yeah, no, I don't think I ever. (laughs) Roberto says, well, 
I'm going to be honest, I'm not even going to read his fucking answer because truth be told, Roberto is one of the biggest raging alcoholics that I know. <laughs> and I say that with all of the love in my heart, girl. <laughs> She's almost never sober. Walter says, sober sex so I don't get robbed. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, story time, guys. So when Walter actually used to live in San Francisco and we hung out all the fucking time, like he and I would just get annihilated on a regular basis together. So he actually, this night, this was like a few years back, he left me with a few friends at a bar and he was wasted and he actually ended up hooking up with this guy, which randomly he like took him to this house in a room and they had sex. And I guess Walter got up to go use the restroom and the guy grabbed his phone wallet and took off. The crazy part of the story was it turns out that house, the guy that robbed him, it wasn't his house. We still don't even know because Walter was so wasted. <laughs> oh my God. Love you, girl. <laughs> As usual, all of these answers are just one big, giant clusterfuck of really just all over the place. <laughs> it's really great to hear that, like, most of you actually prefer the drunk sex. But there were many of you who actually really did insist on the sober sex. But the one big takeaway I think I got from most of these answers this week was the relief that, like, I literally am not the only one that actually has that moment where I roll over and see that guy that I forgot that I, like, went home with. And holy fuck, why the fuck did I ever go home with him? I never would have gone home with him if I was sober moments. And then basically giving you the reason to coin the phrase gay walk of shame in your entire life. So that's good to know that I'm not the only one. But, you know, at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Gay. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now, let's hop into my gay expose and we'll ask the question, do you prefer drunk sex or do you prefer sober sex or do you prefer both? So let's find out what happens in this week's social experiment now. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster. And it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. 
anything like me, which I think you probably all are, you've had your fair share of drunk sex, and you've had your fair share of sober sex, and which do you prefer? I mean, listen, they both have their pros and cons. I mean, we could sit here and make a list all day long of the benefits and the negatives of drunk sex and the benefits and the negatives of sober sex and cross-analyze and carry the one and all of that bullshit in between. But let's just face it. Drunk sex usually is the result of you making some sort of bad sexual decision, which in most cases, for me, in regards to what that bad sexual decision is, it's usually the person that I'm having sex with. I can't tell you how many gay walk of shames I've had home the next day where I actually go back through my grinder feed and can't believe that I ended up going over to that guy's place or going home with that guy or hooking up with that guy or even chatting and exchanging nudes with that guy all because I was drunk as fuck. So on that note, it would only make sense that if you are completely sober and making full-on rational decisions with a clear mind, it would be safe to assume that you actually make good choices in regards to the type of guys you want and you have that fully capable ability to discern whether or not you want to go over to that guy's house and fuck. But when you're sober, is it always good sex? I mean, it could be, but would it be that much better if it actually was drunk sex? So I decided this week, because we've had so much success with past social experiments on this show, to seek out three different guys specifically and do as follows. So first, I would actually be sober when I picked the guy to hook up with, and I would be sober during the chat. But before I segued over to the guy's house, I actually would take several shots, and by the time I reached his place, I would be pretty much drunk at that point, and went in to have sex. Now, here's the thing. I made sure that this would be a guy that I would want to revisit the sex with, because this the whole point of this specific social experiment is to have sex with them drunk, and then again, to have sex with them sober, and just see if that wild, crazy porn star sex that I had after like several shots of vodka is the same as having that sexual experience fully sober and clear-headed. And let's just see if this is something that we potentially maybe don't know the outcome of because after all, like what if we're having the most fucked up drunk sex and we think it's the most amazing thing in this world? And in reality, if you were sober, you would actually be fucking disappointed. So I set out to do this very social experiment two weeks ago and gather in the results with three specific guys on Grinder. And so these are those stories now. Now, guy number one, I let me just like describe him for you before we get into the story. I don't want to say too much or give too much away because I I don't know if any of these guys will somehow catch wind of the show or even listen to the show. I mean, that shit's all over every single one of my sex apps as well as all over 
all of my social media outlets. So just to play it safe, let's just keep them anonymous. Like, I really wish that I could describe like what some of the things that they said on their profiles, but that would just give absolutely fucking everything away. So I'll just say that guy number one was a very, very handsome, beefy muscle bear. And yes, I'm into this type of guy and they, oh God, this one was really, really good. Like he had a belly, but it wasn't like too much. Like his chest and shoulders were very much muscly and bigger than his belly, but it like, it was just perfectly proportioned and Oh, God, he was so fucking sexy. And he was a little bit older than I was and just hair everywhere, beard, all of it. I was so in. And when we had kind of exchanged, like, messages back and forth, of course, we exchanged nudes. And so it was looking pretty enticing. And so I was all in. So I did exactly what I stated before. I actually hit three. Actually, I think this time with this one, I think I did four shots vodka before I left the house because um, I, yeah, because this is the guy that I was the drunkest out of the three. (laughs) That I remember. But by the time I got to his house, things were a little blurry. But like, of course, I was way more friendly when I got over. And of course, the guy looks wise, definitely didn't disappoint for sure. He still looked just as good as all of his photos. There was clearly no Photoshop. There was clearly no uh, catfishing or old photos or anything to that effect. It was all good. It was all hot. And again, in that moment, I didn't know if maybe it was just because I was drunk, but I did know that I was going to try for shot number two just to see. And you guys, you have to understand too that like all of these guys have to also agree to have sex with me a second time, which sometimes guys just want to have sex with you once and that's all they want. So this was risky. And truth be told, as just a small side note, I actually had to do this with four guys because one of the guys did not answer my second sober inquiry. <laughs> he probably just wanted to get banged in that moment and or that maybe he didn't enjoy himself. Except, you know, it, honestly, it was a really hot session, so I couldn't see why he wouldn't want a repeat sesh. But at the same time, I was fucking drunk. So who knows? But back to guy number one, the muscly bear. I I basically, he kind of sat down in this chair and I started like blowing him and his dick was huge, which was awesome. I do remember it did take him a while to get hard, (laughs) which, all right. I mean, you know, I'm not judging. Sometimes it happens. We, We all have our thing. So once I finally got him hard and things started segueing from there, he got really like aggressive and he was kind of like picking me up and like he kind of pushed me onto his bed and just like kind of just took advantage. Like literally it was very much something that you probably would see out of a porn or so it seemed because again, I was so drunk. But it I do remember at one point He was fucking me from behind. I was like on my stomach on his bed and I was just like screaming because it was just that good. It was really was very much that good. Now, as a sidebar, I just want to say that I purposefully went into all of these sexual encounters, believe it or not, poppers free because I wanted it to be a very clear indication of just the alcohol and just the sobriety because we all know that poppers 
enhances both scenarios. So just keep that in mind as you listen along to each of these stories. But when I hit him up for a second encounter, which I think it was like just shy of a week later, he didn't hesitate for me to come over. Like he was all in. He was down. He was ready. And I was ready to go over for my sober sexual encounter. Now, I will say this. He definitely, what everything seemed the same. Everything was like, obviously I was sober. So just the scenario itself was all completely different. Uh, his house was a little bit more on the messier side of things than I remember from the first time. But then again, I was pretty wasted the first time. But it was kind of distracting. So not even though that wouldn't kill my boner, like it still was kind of like, oh, wow. Like he didn't even like bother to like clean up before I came over. So that was a kind of a weird dynamic. And I, you guys, I, I'm not just saying like a little messy. Like it was a lot messy. Like, like you should have at least picked up a little bit. But that being said, we started again just the same way. I started blowing him. He got hard. He did the very same thing. And I just have to say, you guys, I wasn't as into it. It just didn't seem like that mind-blowing fucking drunk sex that I had before. So in this moment, I actually thought to myself, this big, beefy muscle bear that I was so into, so attracted to, and so, like, mind-blown by the sex, it was just a little disappointing. Like, like, keep it real. It wasn't bad sex, but it definitely wasn't good sex. So experiment number one definitely proved the point that I thought I actually was trying to prove in the beginning of this week's expose. Guy number two. Now, guy number two was very fucking hot. Like, this guy was the epitome of, like, my actual fucking type, if that's a thing. Like, even, like, if I have a type, I don't really know. But this guy was just fucking beautiful. Honestly, he was so good looking that I didn't even think that he would respond to me. Like, I felt like he was sort of out of my league. And I remember when I actually went over to his house, he, like, answered the door in a fucking jock strap, And I was just like, oh, fuck, yes, I'm so in. And he was, like, smooth, hairless, oh, muscles, abs, perfection. I felt a little inadequate. But, you know, I had had several shots. So I was ready to fucking party. And just like before... I actually had the most amazing mind-blowing sex. Like, I remember at one point, he was, like, on his back on his bed, and I was riding him, and he actually kept pushing, like, on my stomach and pushing me, like, to tilt back, and he would, like, thrust in deeper and deeper, and I was just, oh, my God. It was hitting all the spots, and I was just fucking living my best drunk porn star sex life. And... Honestly, out of all four guys that I actually hit on, this is the one that I expected to not ever talk to me again. But just as the guy before, just to my surprise, a couple of weeks later, I hit him up and he agreed for our sober session. Little did he know that I would actually be sober this time. (laughs) So I went over to his place and this 
outcome, you guys, was far different than guy number one. This was actually really fucking bad sex. Like, it was actually one of those moments where I remember he, I was, like, bent over his, the, the, like, end of his bed, and he was, like, kind of just, like, fumbling around back there, and, like, he would stick his dick, and I think he was having problems keeping it up, which I don't know if it was, like, me or, I, I don't know. So, but, like, it literally was, like, he would stick it in, and it was, like, popping back out, and I was just, like, what the fuck are you doing back there? It was honestly, like, the worst sex ever, and as I walked home, from that sober session doing that gay walk of shame, I was just totally fucking dumbfounded. I literally had a night and day experience with this guy. It was like hot ass porn star sex when I was drunk and it was the worst sex ever when I was sober. So I had to think like, was the sex really bad before? Like, I'm sitting back and I'm remembering him pushing me back as I rode him and him just penetrating deep and I'm screaming out and just, I, it, it seemed very that. And this encounter was far, far different than that. So I was just a little messed up in my head. And so let's move on to guy number three. Guy number three was a beautiful and muscular, gorgeous black man. And he actually had been kind of hitting me up on Grindr for quite a while, but it just sort of never really happened. I I don't really know if it was because our schedules just didn't jive, but also he was really adamant about wanting to hook up, but wanting to meet up for a drink first. And so I actually hit him up because the other guy didn't show up for round number two. So I decided that I had to move on and find somebody else. So I finally decided to hit him up and he wanted to have a drink first. So instead of taking like the normal like four or five shots that I would do before heading over to the guy's place, I just took three this time because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have a drink. So I need to be careful and make sure I don't fucking black the fuck out. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so we met up at the mix. We had a couple drinks. Things went really well. He was actually really fucking charming, truth be told. I was a little bit surprised by that. And again, just as handsome as his photos. Really hot, sexy, like bald head. Oh, God, I was just so into it. And we ended up going back to my place this particular night. And again, huge, thick, Dick, the the sex was so good, in fact, that he actually kind of ripped my ass a little bit in the inside. And I actually had to take a couple weeks to sort of recoup and heal because the sex was just that fucking good. If you can even imagine how good it was, just because, <laughs> with that description at all, that's all I really fucking need to say. Because when you rip open an ass, that just means that you just fucking worked it in a way that made me scream to the top of my fucking lungs. So, (laughs) funny enough, by the time I felt like my ass had healed up and, you know, I had to kind of like move on and do the sober round, he actually wanted to meet me at his office. And I was just kind of like, at your 
like coworkers and whatever. But then he revealed that he actually works in an office situation where he's the only one there. And there's another coworker that comes in from time to time, but most often isn't there. And so he wanted me to come to his office. And so, okay, great. Let's do it. So I show up to his office. He lets me in. We go up like fucking four flights of stairs. And I was thinking to myself on the way up the stairs, I was like, thank God this was not my drunk trip because I don't know if I would have been able to make this. But you guys, you guys, I don't know if it's because we fucking had sex in like his office and he had me bent over his goddamn desk. And he like, actually, he did one of those things where we were talking for a while and literally it was like out of a fucking movie. I swear to God. Like he had a bunch of shit, like papers on his table. And as soon as we started making out, he just like took his arm and just like swung it across the top of the desk top and fucking just scooted everything off and it all fell on the floor. And then he just like grabbed my shirt and then pushed my knee onto the desk. And I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this now. Let's go. <laughs> it was very that. It was very much like a porn, but again, 100% sober. And it was fucking absolute mind-blowing sex. And you guys, I just have to say, I, you know, left that office space just a little bit more confused because, like, think about it. So I had the drunk sex with guy number one. It was really fucking good. And then I had the sober sex with guy number one, and it was not that good, but, like, it was decent. Like, I got off. I, I mean, so, I mean, it can't be that bad, right? Or could it? <laughs> Guy number two was mind-blowing sex with the dick just hitting all the right places during the drunk sesh. And then, like, the worst fucking sex ever on the sober sesh. So I was really starting to think that this was actually the thing. But you guys, guy number three was, oh my God. And you guys, I just have to say, he, we actually exchanged phone numbers and we are definitely totally 100% having sex so many more times. And I can't wait. This is probably going to be my new friends with benefits type situation. So we'll just have to see how all of that shit plays itself out. But you guys, we didn't get to any sort of conclusion because the whole premise and purpose of doing two out of three was, I guess, maybe determining that the first, like, if, like, the best of three, so two out of three. So I guess the general consensus should be that, like, obviously, you think that drunk sex or that is good, even though you're drunk. And then the sober sex is just like, meh. But you guys, this third guy blew my mind so much, it has me kind of thinking that maybe that's not the case. So we really just didn't figure anything out this week. So there is that. learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, gays and straights, tops or bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, transgender, and questioning? Well, I'd like to think we learned a whole hell of a lot. Actually, no, we didn't learn shit this week because I literally went in with the mindset of, 
the idea that we always tend to think that when we're drunk and having sex, that that is the best sex ever. But clearly, in the Your Gay Expose segment, all of you bitches prefer sober sex. So that just kind of set me in a completely different direction. And then we actually learned that when I did the social experiment, that my theory was actually completely incorrect after also, yeah, nope, didn't learn shit this week. But you know what, you guys, that is why this show is the way that it is, because we just talk about the stupidest fucking shit. And for some reason, you continue to like tune back in each and every week. And with that, don't forget to call the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. And call in, leave a message, and tell me what you think. Do you prefer drunk sex or do you prefer sober sex and why? Uh, And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, and don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch wind of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the latest piece to the My Gay Expose podcast puzzle. The official My Gay Expose podcast website at mygayexposepodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious, partially drunk, and partially sober sex-filled episode with me, Exposing My Gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will get drunk and have sex with you next time. Expose has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions.